Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, we're starting our two-week series about sex. Stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click Buy Me a Coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships, and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. kids started school and so I'm all decompressing from the summer I would say yeah <laughs> you're feeling free as a bird yeah. <laughs> like I need some naps now that the summer is over I do need some naps I almost took a nap yesterday and I did not but I I laid on the couch for a bit just going mm, I should really take a nap and then <laughs> did not at all it's fine the dog took as took all the naps for everyone she did she was like i'm gonna take all the naps everybody's gone my girl loves a nap i mean she was also very happy this morning because i uh i woke up and then i like laid on the heating pad for a little bit because my Uh back was hurting because i'm old and she went down and went outside and came back up and she's like oh you're still in bed and And she like snuggled all up next to me and i'm like but now i need to get up and get dressed and be human and you're like, but I don't want to because the dog is snuggling. Yeah, that's true. I would have stayed if I didn't have, like, responsibilities. Ugh, <laughs> these humans. Uh, I want, I have a story to tell you. Um, I It's not really a story. I have a thing to tell you. I don't know. Uh, so I had my annual physical this week. And I have not had one since I left my left the corporate job. And do you know, you know how you go to the physicals and they give you that, like, questionnaire thingy to fill out that's like um in the last two weeks how often have you oh, experienced yeah. these things mm-hmm. and it's always like it's like a, it's a de- the depression screening or yeah. whatever um and i for as long as i can remember like with the exception of the like have you had like suicidal ideations question um i have always had i've always marked like multiple times a week or like a lot or whatever <laughs> for basically all of the questions um, even after I started uh, my antidepressants like the numbers went down but I still marked something for every single thing again except for the suicidal ideations mm-hmm. and for the first time ever this week when I did it literally the only one I marked anything for was the fatigue Yay! and that's just a chronic illness problem everything else was zero and I was like what oh my gosh what is this life i'm living i know i was like wait a second (laughs) this is amazing so that's awesome i yeah i was like i felt very good when i left on whatever morning that was and i was like thinking about it i was like oh my gosh i've literally never marked zero for like basically anything that's amazing so yay you know there we go Making progress. I know, I know. Well, and I mean, you know, I told you, I think I told you, maybe I've mentioned on the podcast, that 
before I left that job, like I had been thinking like, oh man, I really need to call my primary care doctor and increase my antidepressant. And I was like, no, you just need to quit your job. <laughs> no, I think actually there's a, another, another solvable thing we can do here. So <laughs> apparently that was definitely just a thing. So anyway, I just thought I'd share that little nugget with you because it really put some pep in my step. <laughs> As much as anything ever can. Uh, I was going to say that's great, but I already said that's great. So, again, again that's great. That's great. <laughs> we love that journey for us. Exactly. Uh, okay, so we're going to do a little, like, mini-series, little two-episode, two-parter on sex. Um, we're going to talk about the kind of our... As I'm calling them sex origin stories. I think I got that. I got that from another podcast and I can't remember which one I heard it on. Um, and then next week we're going to have a really awesome guest to talk about um, sex as it relates to people with uteruses and vaginas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought we'd start out to sort of like set the stage, maybe talking about um, how we learned about sex as kids, like our experiences. Nothing graphic, I promise. Um, but although, you know, we are obviously going to be talking about particularly adult topics this week so and next week. So, you know, maybe use those headphones as you feel necessary uh, while you're listening. But Megan, let's, let's actually start off about how, like sex ed. What was your sex ed experience? You know, I don't, it's so funny, like, the things that you remember in your life and the things that you don't remember in your life, because I don't remember a lot of sex ed mm-hmm. classes. Um, I'm sure we, like, had them mm-hmm. at some point. <laughs> I remember, like, health class. Sure. Which I don't really classify as sex ed class. I feel like that's very different, because. Yeah, there's, I feel like there's usually, like, a sex ed unit. Yes. And we did but, have like, yeah. you know, fake babies to carry around. So <laughs> the ours were made out of paper. Oh, okay. So yours weren't like the like ones that were the weird animatronic ones that like cry. Oh, no. Okay. Those did not exist. I mean, maybe they did. Okay. When I was in in high school, but like they are we didn't even have like eggs or flour. It was literally a laminated <laughs> paper baby. Piece of paper that looks like a baby. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Okay, okay. Um, so I, there was that, and then I'm sure, you know, probably fifth grade, maybe. I, I would guess that we probably did, like, the split off into groups, and then, like, right. Girls are, are going to learn about periods, right. and boys learn about, I don't know. I don't know, what. but I can speculate, <laughs> and most of it is learning how to annoy their spouse as an adult. Probably. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um boys someday you're gonna have to wear deodorant i don't know i think that's what they must talk about who knows right uh so i feel like there wasn't like a lot of actual learning learning and like from an educational standpoint yeah i because i don't re- remember it but which is a kind of a good thing that i don't remember it because that also means i was not completely traumatized by it true yes um and I, I feel like most of, like, what I would have, quote, unquote, learned would have been, like, through the media. Yeah. Like, through 
movies that I was definitely too young to watch, but it was the 80s and everybody watched everything. Uh, <laughs> or like magazines, like, yeah. you know, Seventeen and yeah. Sassy and uh-huh. Who I Am. <laughs> Which didn't really talk about like sex. Right. But like stuff kind of related to it. Sexy things. Sexy things. How to be like sexy. Right. But didn't use the word sexy. Oh, no. We would not want to do that. <laughs> no, never. Never. I assume for you, it was probably very religious-based and horrible. Uh, yeah. I Well, yeah, because I, I was thinking about, okay, did we... Because we, I remember fourth grade and fifth grade, we had the, like, split off. They mm-hmm. did it both years, I guess, in case it didn't take the first year. <laughs> you forgot. I don't know. And, like, my mom had sat me down and talked to me, like, about my period and whatever beforehand. And I had... The American Girl, like, the Care and Keeping of You book, um, which, like, I think for my particular generation was quite common. Um, And then, but in terms of, like, actual sex ed, like, health class, at some point, I think they touched on STDs. But I don't think we actually really talked about, like, sex. And we certainly didn't talk about, like, condoms or birth control. Mm-hmm. I think we just only talked about, like, you should probably not have sex. Because if you do... You will get pregnant. Or, well, sure. more of, like, in Mean Girls, where the, where the, the teacher is like, you will get gonorrhea and die. Oh, for, I mean, I feel like for us it was definitely, like, you will get pregnant and you will ruin your entire life because I feel like when you learn about when we learned about STDs it was like you learn that STDs existed Uh but you never really learned what they were right how you would know if you had one or the fact that like literally everyone has herpes well I'll come back to that in a second because I have (laughs) I have an interesting some interesting stories about that um but um and, well, and because you mentioned that you, like, carried around the fake paper babies. Mm-hmm. That was, like, a separate class at my high school. Baby that was, class was a separate class? Baby class was a separate. It was, like, a home ec class. Wait, so that means it was elective? Yes. What? Yes. It was a separate, like, home ec class. And it was mostly, um, and I, I know this because my mom ended up doing a long-term sub for the home ec teacher. Mm-hmm. And she ended up. Being, she ended up being there probably three quarters of the year in that position. And so she like taught it. And it was, I mean, it was mostly because you either had to take two years of a language or you had to take three years worth of like vocational ed or home ec, which they didn't call home ec, but you know what family I mean. And consumer family education. and consumer education. Family and consumer sciences. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so you had to take like a comp, like a three years of like those things to equal the two years of language to graduate. And so it was a lot of the kids that like didn't take the two years of language and didn't mm-hmm. want to do like auto shop yeah. and whatever, welding. And so they did the home ec classes and one of them was like this parenting class thing or something so weird but they had the babies they weren't like animatronics they didn't like move but they had the like the babies that like they were dolls the dolls that like cried and like you had to carry they had to carry them around in their little like car seat carriers during (laughs) school and like they had them for a certain amount of time and then the teacher 
would like upload, <clears throat> could like download the information from the robot baby <clears throat> and like would see like, oh, did they like shake the baby to get it to stop crying or like whatever? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, that was like, a, that was an elective. Um, so we didn't even really talk about that. It was just like, I've, I have a vague memory of talking about STDs briefly in health class. Um, but the majority of my like sex education, cause I didn't even really like learn that much about it. I get home. The majority of mine came from church. Woo. Oh yes. <laughs> because I grew up in the height of the true love waits movement did you have to sign a pledge oh a hundred percent yes signed the pledge had the purity ring and my my what does this what does std look like story (laughs) so like there would be like a whole weekend that was like where you know the youth group kids it was like a lock-in kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then we would it was the true love waits thing and you learn about why you should not have sex ever until you're married don't even think about it and all the terrible things that will happen. And at one, I remember at one point, and a lot of it was like the boys and the girls split off. Some of it was together. Um, but I remember one of the split offs was they brought in someone to talk about STDs and like showed slides of like genital warts. Nice. And all of these things. And then they brought us back together and were like, here's some pepperoni pizza. And we were like, oh, it's dinner time. Here's pepperoni pizza. And we were all like, uh, <laughs> um, That's amazing. <laughs> I think maybe I don't want the pepperoni. Maybe I'll just have the cheese pizza right now. Um, that's definitely not the sausage pizza. Absolutely not. Um, so, like, the only thing that, like, there's, like, these horrifying pictures of, like, general warts and sores from like clearly super advanced like cases of like gonorrhea and whatever like untreated like untreated forever but that of course was not included in the speech about like you have sex and you will get an std and this is what it's gonna look like no that was like not i mean god in the 90s they were really good at like scare scare health like you're gonna smoke you're gonna have a black lung forever yes <laughs> and then they would show you the dead black lung and the lung. healthy lung yeah. <laughs> how many times did oprah have that on like oh my Lord. god uh but yeah like i think like the majority of like actual like actual useful sex ed was from the media and from mm-hmm. my like non-church friends yeah which is not a great place to learn that no, stuff it's not and I, I mean <coughs> yeah I understand like I don't remember I don't remember my parents having like the sex talk with me oh, either yeah. which is you know it's like the classic stereotype like your parents are gonna sit you down and talk about sex and it's gonna be awkward no. and we're like well yeah but also I don't think that happens in most families yeah I mean the amount of the amount of things that I did not learn until I was in college is like horrifying. <laughs> like I, there's just a, a huge amount of stuff that I like just didn't know because mm-hmm. it wasn't talked about like in any of the media that I was watching. Yeah. Or like anything like that. And so there's just, I was like, it, I was like in my late teens before I was like learning a lot of things. Right. I was like, Oh, 
Yeah. Wow, I've been really sheltered on this topic. I also think it's interesting because I was thinking about this the other day. Um, when like when I was watching Sex Education, and I was like, oh, these teenagers like have a lot of sex. And so I was thinking back to when I was in high school, and I'm like, I know people, like, were, but not a lot of people necessarily. Yeah. But if they were, it wasn't talked about. Right. Like, it wasn't a thing about, like, who is doing it and who is not doing it, and people weren't, like, getting it on in the school. Right. Kind of situation. Like, it it just, maybe that might, maybe because it's grew up in the Midwest. Right. Maybe it's just the time. And times have changed because we're old. And I mean, like, but... certainly there were people having sex because there were a couple of girls that got pregnant in high school. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I think that was not talked about, really. Yeah. And, of course, because of the society that we live in, the girls that did get pregnant were labeled as sluts. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you, like, you wouldn't want to talk about it. Right. Like whatever and the boys had zero repercussions of course obviously <laughs> um but yeah I th- it wasn't like this big like oh I know who everyone's having sex blah 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 mm-hmm. I mean but I and I also yes, see also youth group kid like I wasn't going to like party parties mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah so like I there weren't like shenanigans happening it was like my like super boring vanilla friends (laughs) so like i don't know my my boyfriend i dated for three years who never even touched my boobs like oh that makes me sad (laughs) (laughs) well along those lines (laughs) when did you first have sex uh after high school but it was like the summer after okay but it's kind of just like not with a person that i cared about that much to be honest um, but the, the boyfriend that I had in, uh, like senior year of high school, I really, really, really liked uh-huh. and like I wanted to, but also I was terrified of getting pregnant. Well, again, <laughs> because you had to carry the paper baby around. Yeah. Not because of the paper baby, but just in and general. Shame, I was like, everybody. I was like, I'm going to go to college <clears throat> and I have a whole life in front of me and like, I don't right. even think, I don't think abortion was something that was talked about as something that oh. existed. Yeah. Like, it was not just a thing at all. Like, I knew it happened. Right. But it just, it wasn't like a thing. It was just like, you're going to get pregnant and your life's going to be over. Yeah. So I was just terrified. Right. Of getting pregnant. And so we never did, which made me sad to like think back on. I'm like, you're like I really love her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was 23. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, and also, the great irony of being a super infertile is that I also spent like most of college, like being like, "Oh my god, if I have sex, I'm definitely, I am definitely the person that would get pregnant." Like that is, that is just, I, that is me. I would be the person that would get pregnant, and then like, what? Oh dear. Um. So like that was just like this. Like actually, it's funny because I talked about this with one of my infertile friends mm-hmm. not too long ago um because we were we were talking about how just like so much of the purity culture bullshit that we learned growing up is bullshit um and like that between that and then this like fear of getting pregnant that clearly was moot for us we were like we really wish that we had had 
all the sex in college. <laughs> just all of the sex. Like, I can think of some people. I'm like, I mean, looking back, like, really? You know? <laughs> but <laughs> I was just, like, terrified, again, like you said, of getting pregnant. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I still had all of this, like, purity culture nonsense that I was, like, working through. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, <clears throat> it's even only been, like, recently that I've really disentangled myself from a lot of that but like some of that stuff has carried into like my relationship with my husband Mm -hmm. like it's damaging and we talked about that a little bit in our episode on purity culture but like it's just bananas how it just like keeps following you around (laughs) these things that you learn in these really formative years they just follow you around I mean it's true for everything yeah. But yeah, I can see how that could be like an issue if you don't like. Also because it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. In a way to be like, you know, be with your your partner mm-hmm. and to be like, I don't know anything about anything and right. uh, it makes me feel awkward and uh Right, you have I'm to turn off the light connect. Right, like you have to feel really like safe with someone. Mm-hmm. And I will say like in the long run, the guy that I lost my virginity to or whatever, however we want to put that. Um, not a great dude. <laughs> but, like, at the time, like, it because he also had grown up in the church. And mm-hmm. so, like, he hadn't had sex either. And so, like, we were, like, it was not as weird to be like, oh, shit, they're like, I don't know. Or, like, whatever. Because yeah. um, he, like, totally got that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've only had sex with two people. That's that's my story. I mean, it's not a long list. doesn't really matter, I don't think, as long as you're happy. Well, right. But except there is a, those moments where I'm like, I, I don't know I what I don't know. I could go back and go redo college just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. You know, like, oh, I could have had a little bit more fun in college. Well, apparently, you know, women outlive, women outlive men. So. <laughs> I may still have time. <laughs> Old people, they get a lot of them. Oh, my gosh. Home, so. That is true, though. Like, I, because I know someone who, like, she, one of her first jobs was for the Red Cross, and her job was to, like, go around to the nursing homes and teach the old people <laughs> condoms. about condoms and STDs. <laughs> It's like one of the, I don't know the the statistic off the top of my head, but it's like one of the places with the highest occurrence of STDs. I mean, think about it. Like you're, you're not going to have any problems getting pregnant because that's not that's possible. That's not a thing. And you might die any minute. So like really. Right. Well, it's I remember. Understandable. I remember, <laughs> I remember my, my, uh, my grandfather, my he and my grandma were married for 68 years and then she died and then he lived another like four or five years and he was quite the hot commodity in the (laughs) assisted living facility and he like had he had a couple of girlfriends and I just remember my aunts and my dad just being like oh my god we found them like in the same like room together like she he was clearly staying in her little apartment like blah 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 and my mom was like he's 95 (laughs) he had prostate cancer like whatever they're able to do let them do for god's sakes like it's fine (laughs) 
it is totally fine. It's okay. Let them be happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. So, you know, I think like even, um, so obviously, you know, neither of us had particularly comprehensive sex ed. Um, but I think, well, I think there's a big thing, and this is like one of the things I want to talk about with our guests next week. But I think one of the big things that even if you have like pretty good sex ed, um, I think like as a woman, as a person with a uterus, uterus mm-hmm. um, that there's like big pieces that we just like don't talk about and that you think like the fact that just like women experience like sexual attraction and desire in a different way than people with penises do. Mm -hmm. The fact that we struggle so much differently with like orgasm and with libido and just like all of there's like all of these things Mm -hmm. or like pain during sex or like whatever that nobody talks about and so then like if you're one of the people that experiences any of those things which like raising my hand that's me you're like okay i'm on this island by myself and if you attempt to bring it up to like your your gynecologist odds are good they're gonna be like yeah i don't know yeah, it was. It reminds uh, me of that. I think it, I think it was McSweeney's article that I shared with you recently about menopause. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, I feel like it's related to literally every health concern that people with uteruses have. Where it's just like, why we don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. like a mystical cave down there. We've never studied anything that happens ever because right. they don't have answers for you. Like every time I go to the doctor, I'm like, you know. I'm getting older and I know menopause is on the horizon. What do I need to look out for? And they're just like, oh, you're probably, you know, a few years away. So whatever, right. like your period will get lighter. And I'm like, but what, like, please, like I need information. Yeah. And I feel like it's that way with everything related to the uterus. It is. Like I, like I said to my gynecologist once, cause like I've always struggled with like orgasm and, and I like said something to uh, not my current gynecologist um but some a few years ago and i like brought it up and they're like oh yeah i mean i don't know i don't know Run some, blood some work. women yeah, have some problems yeah and, your blood you know. work is fine i don't know maybe go see like a sex therapist or i don't know something yeah. i don't know yeah. i was like okay well that was not helpful maybe you just at all. don't like your partner right or like there's like all of these things and like <laughs> and there's just and then it comes to come to find out it's like super common. Yeah. And that's just like, and, and I am very, <clears throat> I am very lucky in that I have a partner who is very interested in me having a good time. And so he, like, he is the one that will be like, doop, doop, let me do some research and let me like, <laughs> let me come up with some ideas here. Cause I get so frustrated and I'm like, fuck it. I just don't even care. Like whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, I, whatever. I'm tired of the, I'm tired of the whole thing. Just whatever. <laughs> and where he's like, mm, no, 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 no. And then like, he'll come up with ideas and be like, mm-hmm. let's try this. Let's try this. Let's mm-hmm. try this. And I'm like, okay. Um, but if I didn't have a partner who like, gave a shit about whether I was enjoying sex, I would just probably be like, I mean, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Because it's too exhausting and nobody talks about it. Yeah. And I I will say there's probably a lot of people, couples out there that like do have that issue where, I mean, 
obviously reflected on TV a lot. Yes. Where the woman is unsatisfied. But they never no, resolve but they never, it. No, they've had, it's like the joke. It's the butt of the joke. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I even, like, <clears throat> well, and then there's just the stigma against things like, um, like, using, like, vibrators. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, together. Or what, like, even, like, if you, okay, so they talk about on Sex and the City, they talk, they have, like, that whole, like, the rabbit episode. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, like, about Charlotte, like, by herself. She's single. She doesn't, she's not with anybody. Like, yeah. there's no conversation about it as, like, okay, if you are a partnered person in a happy relationship, like, it's something that you guys can enjoy together or, like, explore together. Like, there's nothing about that. And it's just this, like, weirdly stigmatized thing mm-hmm. that, like, doesn't need to be stigmatized. And we'll talk about this next week with our our guest but it's just bizarre to me how much like sex is stigmatized when it comes to the like when it comes to vaginas and vulvas and not when it comes to penises (laughs) and i will just say right off the bat i mean i guess not right off the bat because we've been talking for a while penises are gross (laughs) (laughs) like they're They're not pretty they're kind (laughs) of weird to look at they don't feel good, really. Strange. Feel we- like, it's just a weird body part. Just <laughs> there, flopping around. Like, I would not want to have a penis. No. Like, boobs are not great either, but, like, they make things to contain them. Yes. Penises are just kind of sort of in there with your underwear. <laughs> and, like, you have to move them around all the time. And, like, at least with your boobs, they're, like, contained. Right. Like, there they are. Like, <laughs> strap them in. I don't know. I think they're dumb. This <laughs> <laughs> seems weird, okay? They are weird. We say this I feel like women in heterosexual married relationships. Yes. <laughs> That's what I feel like people with penises probably could, for the most part, also agree. They're a little weird. They're a little strange. Also, like, just the weird, like, obsession with, like, I guess they've taken this weird thing that they have, and they were like, well, this is what we have, so, like, now it's going to define our entire identity. Everything. (laughs) Everything has to be about it. Very strange. Well, and, like, even if you think about, like, how often do you see erectile dysfunction ads? Oh, my God. Everywhere. Yes. This is one of my huge pet peeves. Erectile dysfunction ads billboards everywhere tv commercials magazine inserts radio commercials it's literally everywhere viagra is covered by insurance yes like why is it so important that men can get a fucking erection right but like but women can like if women ha- want to have an orgasm, that's disgusting. We cannot talk about it. We're women not gonna. We're not gonna really have sex at all. We're not gonna be. We're you know that's the. We're not gonna offer you any sort of medication. We're not gonna offer you any sort of research. We're not gonna. I mean, even like, like just advertising. I feel like for like period products mm-hmm. is so much different than like the ED ads that are everywhere. Oh my god! What? They're just, it's, it's always. Like, I remember being a kid and seeing these, like, Viagra ads and being like, what is that? Like, I don't want 
the guy like coming up behind his wife in the kitchen. <gasps> Get out of my kitchen! Always, I'm busy like, on the <laughs> on the yacht. Like, oh my god, what's that episode? There's one of- where they're like both getting into a bathtub or something. <laughs> was that like episode of Parenthood where the dad? Did you watch Parenthood? No, because it is grief trauma TV show. So I, mean, I don't watch it. But there's okay. So the the dad grandpa. Um, at one point, he's like, I'm going to be an actor. And then he gets, like, cast in this erectile dysfunction medication <laughs> ad. And it's just, like, him, like, driving a boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's got his, like, or captain's like, hat on. Or there's, like, a convertible. Yeah. And the wife has, like, a flowy scarf. And Always. Like, oh. And then the scarf, like, floats away. Yeah. As, to, like, ooh. as it zooms out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> They're so horrible. Uh, but like, you know, period ads. Well, we can put a woman in a white dress. And you're Let's just going to have to assume everything else. We'll take some blue liquid and we'll pour it. <laughs> always blue! Onto a piece of cotton. It's always blue! And then we will take our, our product and we will pour it on there. And look how amazing guys, it is. Guys, I have had my period for 21 years. It's never years. been blue. It's never been blue. If it I, is just blue, spoiler alert. please go to the doctor. Yeah, if your period is blue... <laughs> Oh my god. Definitely also, see your gynecologist about that. Also, it's like blue water. Yes! Like, it's not even the same consistency. consistency. <laughs> like, at least give us a viscous liquid. Come on! <laughs> Maple syrup would be better. Maple syrup would literally be better. <laughs> With some, like, blobs yeah. of jello. <laughs> like, come on! Like, what? learn about any of that so like no. when you're a teenager and like if you experience any clotting you're like oh I'm my dying. god i'm literally dying right now yes i think it's interesting though how i don't know if a lot of schools do it now but i have seen in i've heard about more schools and also just public places in general providing products yes in the bathroom which i think is so good for free for, they should be because they should be free and also like we're not even gonna get into the pink text because that's a whole thing yeah we could do a, we'll do a whole episode on pink text. oh we will um but just like being in high school and if you didn't have anything yeah. You're just kind of, like, you're just going to wad up toilet paper, I guess. Yes. And, like, what are you going to do? I so remember, having schools, like, provided is amazing. Right. Like, I remember in high school, at least, like, I knew my friends had their periods. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I could ask, like, hey, do you have an extra tampon or pad or yeah. something? But, like, I remember being in sixth grade and being one of the first girls to get her period. And it was, like, so embarrassing. Like, they made fun of the girls who had their periods early. And so there was, like, a tiny handful of us who would just, like, hide in the bathroom and, like, wad up toilet paper and mm-hmm. be like, please let no one know, like, oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Yeah. I'm going to get made fun of. And then finally you got to high school and at least you're like, well, probably most of the people yeah. have it, so I can at least ask now. But, yeah, you're like, Do you, does anyone have <laughs> does anyone have anything, anything I can use? If you were lucky, you would maybe have like one of those dispensers that cost. Right. I think when I was in school. Well, in the locker room or the bathroom, the girls' bathroom. When I was in school, I think it was like 25 cents. Yeah. But then you had to hope that it was full and it wasn't broken. And yes, that's true. Because it was usually empty. And that it wasn't your heavy day. 
Because they were also the worst products yes. you could possibly use. Yes. Like made out of cardboard. Yes. <laughs> like one drop of blood and it like disintegrated and you're like, okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, I think I'll go home now. Helpful. <laughs> Neat. Love this for me. Yeah. Awful. Um, tangentially related, there is a there's an account on TikTok that I follow and love. And it is this, as he calls himself, the middle-aged brown man. And he's, I think he, I think he might be Indian. Um, I could be wrong. Um, and he is a, a husband and a father. And he actually, they're co- the company makes, they make reusable diapers, but they also make like um, reusable pads mm-hmm. and like menstrual products and um, like all sorts of things. And I follow them because he is just like, first of all, he just has this like really sweet, just wonderful demeanor but like the way that he talks about like yeah i'm a man um and i'm a cisgendered man mm-hmm. um and i make you know reusable menstrual products but like i created oh, I think this i've seen he's that. A, I, if it's we're thinking of the same guy he's a delight because he just talks about he's like i love my wife and like i wanted to create something that was comfortable for her to use and mm-hmm. she could reuse and it was like you know made her like it was all about like he's like creating these products like very much with the women in his life in mind and yeah. i'm like oh my gosh he's just delightful and like he was talking about like like there was something that came on <clears throat> my feed the other day and it was about like like if you wanted to like you know have instead of like laying a towel down or something if you were going to have sex he's mm-hmm. like he's got this like blanket and it's like really cute on one side like it's got these cool pat like fabrics on one side he's like here's here's a pattern that's it's unicorns with wine bottles like who doesn't <laughs> love that and he was like talking and like just the way that he talked about he talks about this stuff in like a very like destigmatized way mm-hmm. and he was like you know i didn't grow he's like i grew up and it's all of this was stigmatized for me i'm a middle-aged brown man like mm-hmm. this is like this is not something we talked about growing up he's like i don't want my kids to grow up and not know about this stuff like i don't know it was it's just like so refreshing to watch his tiktoks i'm like oh i love you so much this is great like this is how it should be yeah i think it's important i know a lot of people are like oh if you talk about sex then like your kids are gonna have sex at a really young age and they're gonna have babies and it's gonna be little. they're gonna ruin their whole <clears throat> life I'm like but I, I think that studies have shown that that's one not true right but two you want your kids to feel comfortable about yeah. their sex sexuality regardless of who they are right or what their preferences are right. anything like that they need to feel comfortable because you don't want to like go into a marriage for yeah. example and like have all of this like pent up anxiety yeah. and nervousness and not knowing anything mm-hmm. about that. Like you want to be able to be intimate with your partner and not right. have it be a really worrying thing. Right. There's so many people I know that waited until marriage mm-hmm. to have sex with their spouse and it was horrible, which great. Like the first time is pretty much, pretty always, much horrible always horrible because yeah. you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but also some of them, like, they could not make it better with their spouse. It was just horrible. And they were like, well, that was terrible. We're not going to do Sex that again. Sex is just bad. Never mind. Yes, exactly. Right. And that's not how it should be. Right. Right. Um, so you are raising a teen. Yes. Let's talk about that. Uh, he, 
seems to not be remote. Like he's, it's so interesting to watch him grow up um, because he's a teen, obviously has all the teen emotions, but he's also very chill about lots of things. And he seems completely unconcerned about interest in other people. Right. He, there was a girl that he, I wouldn't say dated, but they like went to a dance together Uh in middle school and that was basically it. And since we came here, nothing's really happened. He doesn't really talk about anybody. He doesn't seem interested in dating anybody. Doesn't seem remotely interested in it. And so it's interesting for me to watch that. Um, I think he might have health class this year. Yeah. And so I don't know how any of that's going to change. And also, like, now he's in high school. Right. And I feel like some of that will change. But I feel like he's just like, yeah, I'm here to go to school. How How did the sex conversation, like, have you, like, had conversations with him about sex and birth control? And I have not. Bob has had a few talks with him, but it it was a few years ago. Yeah. I think it was when he started middle school, and I think they did, like, a sex ed unit yeah. in middle school. And they were like, do you have any questions? Ugh. Right. So we'll probably have to revisit it again soon just yeah. to give, like, a refresher and make him feel really uncomfortable. Right. Um... And it's not that I necessarily want him to, because he is my child and right. <laughs> he's, he's my little baby. Right. I don't think anybody wants to think about their kids just like having <laughs> no. sex. Uh, but I do want him to feel comfortable to be able to come to us if he needs right. something or if he has questions. Right. So I'm trying to make sure that at least we seem open about it. Right. But he's definitely still a little bit of the age where if we're watching a show and people are kissing or start to get a little bit past kissing, he's like, oh, right. gross. But I don't know if that's an act or right. if he's really still, everything's gross. I think you, I think. He... <laughs> probably, I mean, he's teetering on that edge, I think. Right. Age. Well, because like you guys were in Vegas when all of the Roe v. Wade stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's a teenager on social media. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to. Uh, shit, I should probably say something about this to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, I didn't, like, go, like, too in-depth, but I was like, hey, like, this happened today. This was repealed. Like, do you know why it's a big deal? And he was like, mm, not really. And so, like, I just, like, briefly explained, like, you know, this takes away, you know, could potentially take away access to abortion, mm-hmm. um, but it could also lead to other things like access to birth control or the rights of LGBTQ plus people, like things like that. And I was like, if you want to talk about it or have questions, let me know. Obviously, you can talk to your parents too, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, okay. Uh, like, <laughs> and he was like, okay. And then he like yeah. went off and plays video games or whatever. I mean, I think we generally... I don't know about Bob, but I for sure am not kind of, I'm not the kind of parent that's like, we can't talk about certain things right. at the table. Like, we'll right. talk about whatever at the dinner table. We'll talk right. about politics. I'll just, we'll just start talking about whatever And that's why I was like, happens. I'm pretty sure they'll be fine if I like say this to them, yeah. to him, because like, I've been here, like, I was literally sitting on your couch when January 6th like started going down and the insurrection was happening and they were oh like, yeah and we were like talking about it with them and stuff so i was like yeah and we were watching it we were all watching it right. together right. as family so yeah, you're not a fa- you're not a censoring group of parents no um yeah i think i think that's partially because <laughs> especially because i don't have a huge filter a lot of the times and i just kind of want to talk about whatever i want to talk about and yeah. if it's that at the moment and my kids are in the room fine 
Um, but also I want them to be able to hear about things like Roe v. Wade yeah. and ask questions and right. learn about certain things. Um, and you can always talk about it in an age-appropriate way with them. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, whatever. I mean, if there's a chance that my fourth grader will come home from the school and his teacher will have a note that says, you know, he talked about whatever in class and that's not... what. It's fine. It's but, fine. Like, right. I mean, I'm over here teaching my child, like... She pointed to Royce, our male dog's penis. Uh-huh. And she goes, a poop. And I go, I mean, oh, that? And she goes, yeah. And I go, oh, that's his penis. And she goes, penis, 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 penis. <laughs> and then she was like pointing, like she was like, uh, I don't know, because, you know, like like the body parts. And, uh-huh. and Alice was like, okay, where's your butt? And instead of like grabbing her butt, she like. She, like, pointed to her vulva, and I go, well, that's your vulva. Uh-huh. She was like, hmm. And so, like, I mean, chances are pretty good at this point that we could get a note from daycare going, your two-year-old <laughs> said vulva and penis today. And I'm going to be like, and? And those are the anatomical terms. They're the terms. anatomical terms. I, actually, I know who her teachers are, and her teachers would probably be like, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. They would not be, like, weirded out at all, but... It's more likely that probably other parents would be, be like, what? Complaining that their child suddenly learned the word. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. I do. And I agree. Like, I think, um, I think that it is just better to be open about it with your kids and like, mm-hmm. well, cause there's that, it's sort of the scarcity mindset, right? Like, okay, it's this thing that we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. It's this thing that we don't like, oh, don't do it. Don't talk about it. Like, well then you're curious about it. Right. Like, you know, I don't know. I think, I think there's a lot of things that that can apply to. I think it can apply to like understanding like how to consume alcohol in a responsible manner Mm -hmm. and you know now that weed is legal a lot of places like cannabis in a really in a more responsible manner and like not just go to college and be like i'm gonna drink all the things and smoke all the weed and have all the sex like yeah you know how to do it responsibly and be safe Mm -hmm. and it's something that you can talk to your parents about i think that that's yeah, at some point it's probably going to be uncomfortable for everybody, but, like, isn't that better than your child not knowing and then getting themselves into, like, a really risky situation? Right. Do you want it to be a little bit uncomfortable now, or do you want it to be possibly really bad later? Right, exactly. Exactly. Because I feel like not knowing can just be... Again, and it's not just, like, oh, you're they're going to get pregnant or they're going to get an STD. Like, it can be that they get married and then... They just end up being in a really just unsatisfactory, like, sexual relationship with their partner. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you, I don't know, like, I just, there's, like, psychological damage. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe let's, let's, for, you know, our kids are probably going to end up in therapy someday, but, like, maybe we can talk about different things than we have to talk about in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my philosophy. It's like, okay, if my child's going to end up in therapy someday... Maybe at least we she can have like different things to talk about than what I'm talking about with my therapist. Right. <laughs> That's the hope. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure I'm gonna give her plenty of fodder, but let's let's make it different material. Come right. on, let's let's change it up a little bit. <laughs> I'm excited for next week. We're gonna have a really good conversation, I think, with our guest about Probably some of the same things, yeah. but we'll, we'll get, get a little deeper. Yeah, and we'll get a little uh, expert opinion on some things. And so, yeah, I think it'll be a really a really cool conversation. Yeah. Um, so, 
what's bringing you joy? Um, I have been reading a lot of books lately. I feel like I've talked, I feel like this has been a joy previously, but I don't care. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I was behind on some books, and so I realized I got some books off of um, my hold list from the library, and then I was thinking, oh no, I have to read all of them now. Especially <laughs> especially because when you get books off, on, off of the hold list, um, usually that means there are other people behind you on yes. the hold list, and so you don't get to keep the book for as long. Right, the renewal is, the, the like, you renewal don't... options are not as great there. No, uh, usually from the, our library, they will renew books for you, and so you, you get a book for three weeks to start off with, and then yes. they'll just keep renewing it for right. you, which is very lovely. Um, but when you get a book off the hold list, you only get like two weeks to read it. Yes. Um, which would be fine normally if you didn't already have five books on your pile. It's fine. Uh, I bought a book at Costco <laughs> yesterday as if I don't have I didn't even look. of books. <laughs> I didn't even look because I was worried and I'd probably end up with three cookbooks that I don't need. Um, and so I finished uh, two books last week. Um... I finished All the Light We Cannot See, which uh, when I first started it was a little bit slower, but then it kind of just like sucked me in and I yeah. kind of blew through it. Um, considering it's a deep topic too, I was surprised how quickly I read it, yeah. to be honest. But it, uh, I really liked that one. And I read Jonathan Van Ness's new book. And then I am halfway through already, <laughs> uh, Think Again by Adam Grant. I read a lot of it on our car ride yeah. up to Wisconsin Dells, and so I'm working through that. But then I was reading it last night, and I decided to pause in reading that to start reading another book. Yeah, been there. Yes. Um, because I got Aubrey Gordon's book, so I started reading that one, so now I have two in progress. Uh-huh. And usually I don't read two nonfiction books at the same time. Usually uh-huh. if I'm reading two books at the same time, I will do a fiction book and a nonfiction book. Yes. So my brain doesn't get confused. Yes. But I apparently I couldn't help it. So I mean, I can't blame you on that one. But I have to finish I have to finish uh think again because I already started it first of all. But so and I can read my other book, book that I got off hold. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I uh I did have a book, a library book that I was reading that then like I I actually really did have to return and I was like because all my, I, I had, it had kept falling to the bottom of the pile, mm-hmm. and then, um, but it's one that I decided um, I'm gonna do for my adoption book club, and so I just ended up like returning it, and I have in my Goodreads like what page I'm on or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I just like messaged Liz at the bookstore, and I was like, can you order this for me? <laughs> so, and the paperback is coming out later this month, so I'm like, I'll just wait and I'll finish it when I get the paperback because I'm gonna need the copy to do the book club anyway. Yeah, but I was like. Well, okay, that's fine. I'll return it, and then I'll do this. Uh, but yes, I understand that juggle of like, oh, I got this book off the hold list. Oh, shoot, now I have to read it. Yeah, and obviously, I don't I don't have any business getting books from the library because I already have a bunch of books that I own that I need to read. But I can't <laughs> help myself. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. My new thing is I'll be on TikTok and I'll be like, Hi, I'm an indigenous queer author, and I just have this book coming out soon, and it's about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, pre-order. 
Oh, it's really important. Pre-orders are really important, and I really want this marginalized person to have a really successful book launch, so I'm going to pre-order this book, and that's my act of social justice. I don't even know. It's fine. I'm just trying really, really hard to use the library instead of buying them. I have been trying really hard, and I've been doing pretty good. Because I do, obviously, love our local bookstore, and I love supporting bookstores. I just need to stop buying them. Yeah. Because I read them once, and then I never read them again. I, I low-key want to start a little free library in my front yard. You have a good neighborhood for that. Yeah, because it's when well, we're right by the park, and so, like, we do get a lot of foot traffic mm-hmm. from, like, people, like, walking by. So, I'm like, it's definitely been on my, like, hmm. I mean, they're not cheap. If you get the ones, like, from Little Free Library Organization mm-hmm. or whatever, they're not cheap. And I don't have a person who can just, like, build one for me. I mean, you do, but I don't think you want that. No. Um, so, <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll save up my dollars, and then I'll start a little free library. And then that's where some of these books that we've read once, and are like, mm. this was good, but I'm not going to read it again. Go in the little free library. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, we have lots of, I think I need to just donate them, because I, I'm also like, oh, I could sell them to our bookstore. Mm-hmm. Like, but I have so many books. I really would just need her to come to my house. <laughs> she says you can take in a, up to 500. How would I? I mean, I don't know how you get them there. The problem is that I would bring them in and then she would probably only be able to take like 20 of them. And That's then I still have to bring back I know. 300 books. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Which is why I'm like, I might just donate them to like the revitalization project or something. Right. They could use books. I don't know. I know, right? Okay. <laughs> what is bringing you joy? Um, I because you know I certainly don't have enough projects or things that I do. I'm just sitting around bored all of the time. Uh, I decided to order myself a punch needling kit sure. from Etsy, and because I was like, I like to stab things, and this is a very stabby project. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did it. It was I did, like did it in the evening. It was a very quick. I had to watch a couple YouTube videos to like figure it out Um, but once I did like the concept is very simple and I just you just stab 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 and then you're like look at this thing I can hang on my wall now so that was very fun nice and now I have the little punch needle tool and I know how to do it and so I can just like order more of the like fabric for it and like do more if I want and you just and it uses yarn which I have in spades (laughs) I have lots of yarn so I'm like hmm needling so now I know how to punch needle there's a lot of really cute punch needle pillows mm-hmm. that I've seen it's funny because like um, somebody I like posted about it on my Instagram stories and somebody messaged me a crafty person I know messaged me and she was like okay let me know how this goes because my sister is expecting a baby and she wants me to do a punch needle pillow with the baby's name on it, except I've never punch needled anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, I wouldn't make that your first project, but like it is pretty simple and Mm. you're crafty, so you would pick it up easily. So just like get a kit or two off of Etsy and then you should be able to figure it out. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, punch needling. Who knew? Cool. There you go. (laughs) Learned another craft. Uh, so as we said before, next week we will be returning to the sex topic with a special guest. So until then, uh, follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast and give us a listen and 
rate and review us and all of the things on Apple Podcasts. You can also send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Bye.